It is Wednesday, my dudes. This is how I win. This is no democracy. It is a dictatorship. Hate, 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 hate. Double hate. Load entirely. You're out of order. You're out of order. Everything that guy just says bullshit. Thank you. Welcome. Uh, if there's any sign above that I need kill Coho more than he needs me, uh, it's tonight. I literally had the YouTube video playing and I kept hearing the bitches back and I was like, where the fuck's this coming from? Hi. No one's watching this live because everybody in our community is busy tonight doing something except these five people. And I also have to give one of these people out by nine. So this is under two hour show. So shut the hell up and we'll move along. Um, I picked a comic book movie draft and I had to get people that probably don't like comic books here. This is nuts. Dylan has no interest being here, but Dylan's doing this because I asked him. I almost had Andrew Barr. Um, Scott's going to see George W. Bush give a speech tonight. I am in shambles. The redheaded wonder, Caleb Coho, is probably geeking out at my chemical romance or panic at the disco, one of the two. Whew. Jake, you can't pick Spider-Man for everything. What's up? I was actually going to ask, because I did have a question, but I forgot and we went live. You can only pick one movie, right? One movie, try to... Yes, whatever. I know okay. it's coming. Okay. Somebody <laughs> steal it from him before he gets to go. It'll be great. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I'll tell you guys. Uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm happy to be here. You know, I would have liked to be in the multiplex draft. Apparently, I was the only one who said I would like to, to do that. But um, uh, yeah, I, I'm happy to be here. Uh you know, this is going to be good. This is going to be... This is actually going to be a challenge for me. If I can only pick one from this one specific movie, then uh, I have to be uh, wise with my choice. Yes. Um, Dylan, I mean, the enthusiasm coming from you right now is at an all-time high. <laughs> uh, how are you doing? Uh, actually, pretty good. Uh, I'm actually more looking forward to this than I was yesterday. The, today, I was like, you know what? This could actually be pretty fun. So... Um, by the way, you can't draft Ash. I don't think he's in any of these. But you can draft maybe somebody else. Um, Matt, uh, you didn't know you were going to be on the show like less than an hour ago. Now you're on the show. How you doing? Doing good. Yeah. I, I, I've learned that when you do drafts, the person usually puts it on auto draft, does pretty good. So I'm just going to try to do that. <laughs> not wrong. Not wrong. Um, Jeremy, Jeremy, you're one of the people that said, sure, I'll do that. No problem. Sign me up. So I appreciate that. Uh, I was really worried because normally you work Wednesdays. I'm glad you're off another Wednesday. Thank you to your employer. Uh, fantastic. Uh, how are you doing tonight? I'm okay. I've been sick all week. So if I like screen up, going to try not to be gross, but you know, I'm feeling a lot better. And uh, this is definitely in my wheelhouse, even if it's not everybody else's. So. 
Oh, I forgot to announce this. Uh, no, nothing directed by Zack Snyder can be drafted. Um, and we got Javi. Javi famously um, yelled at me in my DMs uh, one night uh, after I said something about him on the show. Uh, just to let you know, uh, dreams can come true. You can uh, get back on my good graces when I have uh, nobody else. Uh, no, but Javi, how are you doing? I have not, I have not talked to you actually on call. I feel bad that you're a part of the Kingsmen, um, but hearing hearing how you talk to me, I, I figure like you're good. You fit in well with them. So, how do you think you're going to do tonight? You're pretty good in fandom of what Nick and uh, Tim tell me. Uh, I think I'm going to do okay. I like comic book movies, so this is yeah, – I'll be fine, I think, hopefully. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, okay. I have a number, one through five. You're going to guess it. I'm going to start because I'm going to make Jake just sweat this out. Jake's not even going to get to go first. Dylan, what's the number? Four. It is four. <laughs> what position do you want? I'll go last. <laughs> the wrap around. Yeah. Love it. All right, Matt. One through three. One through four. Four. It's not. Jeremy. Two. It's not. Javi. One. It's not. Jake, do you know the number? Lucky number three. It is three. What number you want? I'll take one. <laughs> okay. Maybe you had to get it. Um, Matt. One through three. Uh, one. Nope. Jeremy. Three. Nope. Say one. I'm going to say two. It is two. Um, okay. Um, Matt, one or two? Uh, two. Nope. Jeremy. One. It's one. What spot you want? You want three or four? I'll take three. Okay. There's the order. They had to draft a hero, a villain, best use of song. Um, by the way, if a dance sequence song does not get picked, I'm going to be very upset with everybody. Um, um, worst performance in one of these movies. And then what's the best last moment. one? Best, best moment. moment. Best moment, yeah. Okay. This is, MC, this is Marvel or DC World of DC also counts all of them come I don't we're not just don't do a lot of I mean you can do animated I have no clue how to judge you and I will judge you harshly like harshly fandom sort of Marvel DC like yeah that's what I was that's that's what I was going with but if you have a moment from like you know the killing joke I'll call Timber Collis see how he feels about it and maybe you'll win or lose I'm not sure he watches all of it I have no desire. Um, okay, so Jake, I am really curious of where you're going. <laughs> um, you have ten. You have ten picks back to you. It's going to take a while yeah. to get back. So that's true. But I do get to save the one that I really, really wanted. I really want to. I'm going to take. Son of a mother! It's tough because there's so many good choices from this one specific movie that I love. And I can only pick one. Um, I'm going to, you know what? Let's take the one that I think, I reckon I'm going to extend the best chance with this draft. I'm going to take villain, and I'm going to take what I think is the best Marvel villain of all time, and that's Willem Dafoe in the original Spider-Man. I think Green Goblin, uh, I think he is, 
undoubtedly Spider-Man's greatest arch enemy. Uh, I think Defoe gives one of the greatest comic book performances ever in for the first Spider-Man. The fact that they were able to bring him back for No Way Home and he was able to, they got rid of the mask and he just showed his Green Goblin face. Um, I absolutely love him in that, in the first Spider-Man, obviously. And I'm going to pick Green Goblin, Willem Dafoe in the first Spider-Man. So I guess Goblin's off the table, especially of him. Mm -hmm. But why not No Way Home? I think he's better in No Way Home than he is in the original. I mean, I as somebody that's not as psycho as you, but has loves that movie, I think he's able to do something in that movie that is like, like he's had time to, with the character. I don't know. It all that's started with that first one, um, and I just think of the mirror scene. Oh. The mirror scene he has with himself yeah. in the first one, I think, is the Norman's on sabbatical. Is a great. Yeah, there's so many lines in the way. Yeah. But there's a lot in the first one as well. I think it's... it's I mean, oh, so the first, oh, the first one. The first one gets all the credit. Snow White, greatest Disney movie ever. It was the first. Doesn't count. <laughs> oh, Javi, do you believe that Snow White is the greatest? No. Oh, okay. You made those fast. I was like, good lord. I'm about to like, lose my mind. No, it's a lot. Uh, by the way, that's not the if you're... That's not true either. But um, there's a. By the way, if you're a patron on Letterbox, you can change posters now. It is worth every penny. I'm having a blast changing all my posters, and it is actually community proof. You can't go to another person's profile and see the posters that they choose because then you won't get judgment for it. It's the greatest thing in the world. No one will be like, you have a stupid poster. They can't even say anything negative about it. It's your poster. It's very nice. I changed the Goodfellas one, and Kirk Kolakowski will never know which one I changed it to. Um, okay. Um, oh, my, my best friend Tim is on the call. I wish you were here for the show. Um, all right, Javi. Uh, you got second pick. Oh, did anybody have anybody thought on Green Goblin? Was anybody that their 1-1? One, one, did he make a good choice, or is he just a stupid homer? That was going to pick that regardless. You go. Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised he picked. I can tell that he's looking at his whole list of everything from Spider-Man and going, "Which one do I want to use?" But and I completely understand that because, like, when we get to Batman movies, that's how I feel. So, but I think it's a good pick. I mean, if you're picking from that series, especially, that's your that's the one you go with. So, I think you uh, just here's a tip to pick, Jeremy. Said that he likes Batman movies, so keep that in mind, everybody. <laughs> Tipping things. Yeah, I, I would have personally gone with uh, Green Goblin from No Way Home. He was my second pick for villain. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's he's the same character. It's the same performer. So I think for Spider Man, it, it, it's a good choice. Just not the one I would have gone with personally. Tim, uh, Green Goblin from the first Spider Man or No Way Home. He's not answering. Brad Bastard. Okay. All right, Javi. Um, I'm going to also go with Villain. And uh, I'm going to go with the Joker from The Dark Knight. Let's just cross that off people's list. I mean, if you were going to take a one-one, that's that was the one-one. It's the most talked-about thing in this community, even with non-Collinson fans. So that's pretty good. Go ahead, and you can talk a little bit more. Yeah, uh, I, I think it's an obvious pick. Um, I think it's uh, you know everyone everyone kind of likes it. Um, I I went with it just because it's it was probably the Batman movie that really got me into like Batman movies and. 
the Joker was a huge part of that. Um, I didn't know who Heath Ledger was at the time. Um, I was relatively new to watching movies. Um, and his performance just blew me away. Um, I'm not saying anything new here. Everyone everyone thinks that his performance is, is great, I assume. Um, so I don't want to take too much time with Heath Ledger's Joker, but that's, that's my pick. I wasn't as old as some people on the call, but I remember when Heath Ledger was cast and everybody's the, the greatest. The guy from Brokeback Mountain is going to be the Joker. Yeah, right. And then everybody was eating their words, like, you know, like right after it premiered. Uh, yeah. I think, can we just go around, besides Jake, that's a psychopath, this was everybody's 1-1. Um, one, one. Was it everybody's 1-1? One, one? Oh! No. No. We have a run on villains, too. We have two villains off the board, two very strong villains. Yep. One, I'm very shocked because I, I have to disagree because he picked somebody that I would have picked a different character from it um, as the villain, but that's interesting. Um, somebody needs us to go back to formula. Um, okay. Um, does anybody have any nuanced thing to say about Heath Ledger's Joker? Like at all? Uh, like, good. It's pretty good. It's, it's just not really all that fun to talk yeah. about anymore because everyone said everything there is to say about it. It's kind of get boring. <laughs> it's well, not, it's I, in I, high school. I was going to agree with Cody. Like when I when I first heard that it was going to be Heath Ledger, I was like, I didn't say Brokeback Mountain. I said A Knight's Tale, and I was a like, nice he's, he's way too pretty. He's so blonde and golden. And then when I saw the first trailer, I was like, never mind. I'm in. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I just, I think it's uh, like some, I want somebody to just drop knowledge. It's the high school quarterback that, you know, so brags about it and he's 40 years old at this point. We've talked, to, got it. Yeah. Didn't go pro. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like, get it. He's awesome. <laughs> he's not um, All right, Jeremy, you said it's not technically your 1 1. So it's what not. is your 1 1? Uh, my 1 1 is a villain. And I also just figured wow. that I figured I wouldn't get the first pick and it, that he would go, right? Because that's the obvious one. But my pick is Eric Killmonger from Black Panther. Because he, I think he's the best villain in the MCU when you actually go back through and look, even though he got the Marvel treatment and gets off to the end of the movie. But when he does, it's on his terms. He doesn't want him to help. He says, nah, F off, drop me in the ocean. I'm not going to be, I'm not your bitch. Like, I'm out of here. And his whole through line through the movie comes through with the hero at the end. Like, he wins the argument. And that doesn't really happen very often in these kinds of movies. It's good guy versus bad guy. And there's a lot of, not a lot of nuance. So I'm taking Eric Killmonger for my 1 1. I have been on record. I am more positive than I used to be on this movie. But I am not in the coho like love of life of this movie. I think there are a lot of problems with this movie overall. Um, do I like like do I think there are good performances in the movie's fine? Yeah. I don't think I'm I am blown away right now when we're talking about villains and stuff. Three have went off the board. Dylan and Matt can just hold it now for the end and grab a great villain that hasn't been even talked about. But I don't know if Killmonger is up to that level for me, especially because he just bitched. He bitched. He's gone. Like at the end, like in one movie and out. I, I, I need my villain last. I need my. I want my villain to have an arc. He popped and. Uh, Your dog agrees with me. Well, what I was gonna say, like the third act of that movie is typical Marvel stuff, buddy. Hush. <laughs> Sorry, and uh, but the best part of the third act is the just the talk between. Killmonger and T'Challa at the end. Like 
even he he's even the highlight of the worst part of the movie. So I don't disagree with you. Okay, uh, anybody else have this on their list? Definitely, yeah. That, that was, I was, I was probably going to pick that one next. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, okay. Well, Matt, you're up. All right. Since villain pretty much is all wiped off the board for me now, I'm just going to do uh, hero, and I'm going to do uh, Batman from Batman Begins. Yeah. So of course, uh, Batman is one of my favorite uh, heroes, and I think Batman Begins is like one of the few Batman movies that is actually like more about Batman than it is his villains. It kind of pretty much just show. I love the showing the training, and I, I love a good montage where he gets all his gadgets and all that stuff. And he still gets to face off against some good villains with Roz and Scarecrow. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, my favorite Batman movie by far. Um, I know everybody was like, argument. yeah, I just love this one more because I think um, overall, I think it just tells the better Batman story because that's always the fun because the Dark Knight's a Joker story with Batman in it. That's a classic community line. Um, I just, I just love Batman in this role of who he, how he becomes Batman. Um, and yeah, I again say so I'm not a fan of certain Batman movies. If people know my opinions on the certain ones, I'm not a fan. This is the one that I, I it's grounded in real life, and people are like, it's too real life world. Blah blah blah. That's the kind of Batman I want. I think it was perfect where he was able to. And this is the movie that always gets dragged down. He only spends half the movie in the suit. I don't care. Like, <laughs> do not care. The time he's in the suit is fucking awesome. Uh, don't he's worry. Get other movies. His parents get killed. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> and hot take: Katie Holmes is not that bad in this movie. So if you bring her up, yeah, she's, she's, not she's really not that bad. Everybody gives us way too much. Regard. But when he pulls him out of that car and screams for the first time, brilliant. I may have tipped something. Sorry. Um, anybody else? No, I'm surprised. I figured Batman. I figured Joker and Batman could be one, two. Basically, not with Jake on the panel. Jake went one. Any thought, um, uh, Jeremy? Any uh, thought of taking Batman? Uh, perhaps, maybe, uh, definitely not this Batman, but uh, perhaps because like this one, half the movie it's Bruce Wayne. <laughs> It's Bruce Wayne's dealing with his parents' loss, and Bruce Wayne is the one who gets the gun and goes to the courthouse, and Bruce Wayne is the one who goes off to get arrested. Like Batman is just the end result, so you can call it Batman Begins. Like it has, it does have a good start to the story. The story gets better in the next two movies, I think. But you're gonna really give me that unless you're being a Zack Snyder fan. That's crazy. Um, Dylan, was this gonna be your pick? Uh, no, it was not. I mean, I think honestly, this might make me lose points, but I think my favorite Batman would probably be Robert Pattinson's version. Maybe that's because I'm a bit of a shill for him, but yeah, I, this one I think the voice is a little overbearing for me, but yeah, I really just want to ram my head through a wall when you just said that. Um, well, I hope you pick him, I hope you pick Gotham City as a character because that's yes. what the whole movie was. So that's the All right, Dylan, you get back to back picks. All right, so I will. Bye. I'll also take uh, Hero. Not that the order of these two really matter here, but I'll take Hero, and I will go with uh, Wolverine, specifically from Logan. 
who like growing up at the X-Men that was always really like my comic book series I was like a huge fan of it as a kid and I loved the movies and this was like seeing this in the theaters like all that time afterwards like when I was in high school it was pretty crazy it's still honestly this might be my favorite comic book movie ever I just love how like subversive it is really just by like just how dour and sad it all really is and it's just I think such a great send off for the character that I have enjoyed since I've enjoyed the character since I was a kid. So that, that was a clear one, number one pick for hero for me. Yeah. Um, I love Hugh Jackman's performance. I think Logan is a really good movie. I don't love it as much as everybody else loves it. Um, there's a part of this movie I always fall asleep during. I can't ever get shake it, but it, it is what it is. So when they go to Eden and they fucking fall asleep, guess what? It's time to fall asleep too because it's fucking drains you. Um, it's great what send out of the character. I don't know. This is the best version of him. I know. I know it's probably his best performance as him, but this is his best version. I don't know if I would go with that. Um, yeah, but um, again. I'm glad that we got him because I don't think without him we would get many X-Men movies at like during that run because they're never X-Men movies. They're Wolverine and team uh, movies. So it's uh, I'm excited the MCU actually does an MCU movie, but I mean to build it on the backbones of him and whoever takes the claws over is going to have a lot of like work to do. Jay, he's brilliant. And this movie gives a fantastic performance. Anybody think of Wolverine and Logan as their pick? Okay. But you got the Joker, so it's yeah, you you'd keep the Joker over Wolverine. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Matt, were you considering this or I I actually didn't have a Wolverine. Maybe maybe if I had more time to think about it, I might have popped up a one. I don't think I would have picked Logan. I might have done either X two or Days of Future Past or something, but it's a solid pick. All right. So after round one, we have Green Goblin from Jake, Joker, Dark Knight for Javi. Killmonger for Jeremy, Batman from Batman Begins, and Logan, uh, Wolverine from Logan. Uh, I can clearly tell you who's winning round one, but I can be swayed. Um, all right, uh, on the wraparound, Dylan, you get to start it off. Okay, trying to make a it's a 50-50 choice I have here. I'm gonna go. I'll go. I'll go for villain here, and I'll take like the big obvious one that's remaining. I'll go with Thanos from Avengers: Infinity War. This, I feel like of the two movies he well he's been in a bunch of them in cameos but of the two two main movies that he's been in I mean this is the one where he's obviously the best because like in this movie at least he wins at the end which is not a lot he could really I mean there's not many movies in co or not many villains in comic book movies that you could really say that about and just like yeah the note that it leaves you on in the end where it's like just him staring out at the sunset at the end after he's wiped out like what I think 50% of the population, I don't know if I'm bad at fandom, but uh, <laughs> something like that. Anyways, yeah, great character. Well, again, this is, I feel a bit like a hypocrite after saying Joker's not all that fun to talk about from the Dark Knight and then picking Thanos because he's talked about pretty frequently as well. But yeah, he's a great character and a great villain. Um, I'm glad you picked Thanos from Infinity War. And I know it's a weird thing to say, but a lot of people have thought about it. Thanos from Infinity War to Endgame is a different Thanos in the way that they are portrayed. Um, 
I definitely like the Infinity War version of him. I think some reason we all knew that he was coming back and we knew that everybody was going to be brought back and there was not that. But it was the first time in a Marvel movie where the villain won. It was never a time up to that point where is it the second time? What's the first? We we might talk about that later. Okay. I can't I can't think of that. Anyways, but like for that to just leave you and then have the year wait, even though they were coming back, and, well, but how and like when and like all that stuff. I mean, he is fantastic throughout this movie. He's just the most ruthless guy in comic books. I know it's like an overhyped movie because it's a part of the MCU and everything, but I think this is a character that lives up to the hype. When he beats Hulk in that on that ship and then goes and wrecks shop throughout everything, the Gamora thing, like those things are just overall great moments that he has so and then i mean we won't talk about the, that's a moment i won't talk about but in this movie there's a great moments with Thanos. so uh, great choice anybody think of thanos the all villains have been taken except matt so matt can wait to round five now drop whatever villain he wants but any thought of thanos because i think that's a very strong pick well my top three have all been taken so like <laughs> Yeah, he's definitely in my top three as well. So. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, Matt, you get to. I mean, you can take villain if you like, but I'm no, not telling you what to do. But I would suggest <laughs> not doing that. Um. See, my other ones, I don't really think there's anything that's really going to get snatched up. So I'm just gonna. I'll do a best use of song. And I'm gonna do the uh, first Guardians of the Galaxy, the opening credits with uh, "Come and Get Your Love." With Star Lord just uh, dancing around with his Walkman, I love this scene. It totally sets up the tone of the film when it like cuts out to like the giant screen of the Guardians of the Galaxy. You just see little tiny Star Lord dancing in the bottom. It's just that that moment. I knew that was a five star film. I, I love it. Um, yeah. Uh, so there's a series that's coming soon on this on YLS called Top 100 Scenes. Um, <laughs> May or may not be on the list. I'm just saying. I love this song. But the use of the song, it introduced... Because, again, you know, the most famous line talked about from this movie is, like, the, the risk that Marvel took at the time mm. to bring these a talking raccoon in a tree. To, but I had no expectations for this movie, but the moment that song kicks in, I'm like, I'm in. I'm 100% in. It's my second favorite MCU movie. I absolutely love this movie. It is it is still my movie that I can watch separate to the MCU. And it still like holds like that I don't need anything extra to it. It's a hundred percent that. So absolutely great choice. I love that scene. I love that moment, especially when he grabs that little rat and like seems to like it's, it just shows who what a character he is. So uh Jeremy had a reaction. Yeah. Uh, next pick. Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what was going to be next. And as soon as he's like, I'm going back to the first Guardians, I almost shut my laptop. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's a great pick. I can't argue against it, obviously. Everybody else is smiling. Like, we all know. We're all watching it in our heads. So. No, I love it. Absolutely great. Great pick. Well, back to the drawing board, Jeremy, because you're up. Yeah, I had, a, I had a backup uh, just in case because I figured that might be somebody's number one. I wasn't sure. Um, but I'm going to take uh, Freebird from 
Kingsman, the Secret Service, uh, the, the church fight scene. Uh, it's just incredibly gross and graphic and perfectly timed and choreographed. And it doesn't like in the, the Guardian song sets up like you get what kind of tone you're getting. It takes care of all the setup for the movie just through playing a song over the credits. But this like shows you what the villain's doing, what's happening. It gets everybody. It doesn't matter who they are, whether, uh, you know, a Tennessee person or an English super agent. It doesn't matter. Uh, it gets everybody, and it's just awesomely violent. And I, I like awesomely violent scenes, especially when they're they're fun, and it's fun. And I'm, I'm not a big fan of the song Freebird, so it helps that song along. Uh, but yeah, so I'm gonna go with that. Yeah, it's it's chaotic. As somebody who lives in Missouri, when I hear the word free bird, I kind of cringe because it's yelled at every like oh, yeah. anybody ever playing music. Um, but yeah, it's actually a great use in this movie. And that scene, I mean, I don't love the Kingsman as I don't love the Kingsman at all. But uh, when I talk about the movie itself, I'm not like absolutely in love with like the movie as much as some, but like this scene is one that yeah, as soon as you said Freebird, I knew exactly what you were talking about. Like that's the scene. I don't watch it that often, but when it draws you immediately, that's when it's a great use of the song. So uh, anybody have Freebird on their list? I did, yes. Yeah. yeah. That was definitely my number one choice for yeah. this use of song. Um, although that kinda helps because I had a couple of other options and now I can be like, okay, cool. I don't have to think about Freebird anymore. But uh yeah, that was definitely like high on my list of choices. How often do you spend thinking of Freebird, Jake? That's what I'm curious. <laughs> More than you'd like to know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Javi. You had uh Joker. What do you got now? Um I'm gonna go with Hero, and this one might be, I don't know if it's a little out of left field or not. I don't know how what people's takes are on this, but I'm gonna go with Captain America specifically from the first Avenger. Um, not from Winter Soldier or any of the Avengers movies or Civil War. Um, I think it, I think the version of Captain America in the Winter Soldier is like prime Captain America, because you get to see him before he was a super soldier, how willing he was just to just do the right thing and it just like that good old American spirit that he just wants to do the right thing, or at least classic American spirit. I don't know about America now, but um, uh, yeah. And then you, he finally has these abilities that he didn't have before and he just uses them for, for like obviously good purposes. I don't know, I, I, something really endearing about uh, that version of Captain America that just like so much more wholesome than the other versions. Not that, you know, Winter Soldier, he wasn't wholesome, but I'm, it, they, they shy away from that aspect a little bit in future movies. And I don't know. It's just, just really got me. This is not one that I would have picked out of, like of the, of the, what I was going to be talked about tonight. Um, but I, as you explained it, I understand why you picked it. Um, it just wouldn't be my choice. Um, that's probably the movie that made the biggest jump when I did my rewatch. I don't watch like the MCU as much as fandom players, especially. I don't. <laughs> I've seen it probably whole twice, maybe in my entire life. Like watched it from beginning to end, like twice. But um, this movie made the biggest jump for me 
when I watched it a second time, I was like, ah, that's okay. It's a lot better than I remember it to me. Um, great choice. I think Captain America, any character of any movie you picked, I think would have been the correct choice as a hero. I think he definitely is one of those people that uh, thing. As much as I love Winter Soldier, because I think that's the best version of him. But yeah, that's it's a, a smart pick. Anybody have Captain America on your list? And if so, did you have this version of Captain America? I did not. Well, who shocked that Dylan or Jake didn't have it because you know, <laughs> Australia and Canadian African American? Yeah, oh, you man. can have. It. Get out of here. If he had a boomerang, you know, somebody else would have been on somebody's Dylan list. Um, take a Canadian, so anyway. he had a hockey stick. Now we're talking. <laughs> there we go. Well, I can't believe what we all let happen. Um, but if this doesn't happen, I'm kind of ashamed of this all because it's up to Jake now. What's your pick? Um, well, I'm going to take Hero uh, because that's, I feel like, the last big one that I should take. Um, but as far as who do I want to choose? Uh, hmm. I'm between two DC characters, I guess I could say, and I'm gonna I'm gonna pick, yeah, I'm gonna pick the one that I think started this whole thing, and I think it's like one of the greatest casting choices for a superhero movie. I'm picking Christopher Reeve Superman. What is that? You're a fraud. <laughs> You're an abomination. <laughs> what? Who are you? Okay. Oh my god! Go ahead, Todd. You're I think, not. You're. I probably fine. Uh, I'll talk. <laughs> I yeah. I think. Um, yeah. I think it's honestly like just a really great casting choice. Um, I think Christopher Reeve is like really like excellent. Like the way he's able to play both Clark Kent and Superman. Um, there's that one specific moment where he changes, like when he's about to tell um, Lois Lane that he's Superman. And he's like his whole physical like demeanor like changes, and it's just like really good really good performance and i think it's like set up like just the idea of getting like the perfect someone for uh perfect casting for a superhero movie and i think it's it started with christopher reeve and i think the fact that he's our best superman and i just think it's uh it is a great choice i would say superman sucks he <laughs> i do think he's, he does suck but i don't think christopher reeve does. he is the worst hero that is like carried into like Batman, Superman, not even close, not even a conversation. That the man takes off his glasses and he becomes Superman. Metropolis is the dumbest city, and I live in Missouri. <laughs> Crazy. The, who is that? Who is that strikingly tall, good-looking man that's not been around here before? And at the same time, huh, Superman showed up. Hmm, no clue. You look a lot like him, but you have glasses on, and clearly Superman has great vision, and you have terrible. It's just trash. I hate Superman. Christopher Reeves, I'm sorry. The, 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 that, those, the Superman movies of the 70s, I hate them. I hate them. I don't find them entertaining. Uh, I don't find any interest in Superman. And I'm not telling you that the newer ones get any better, because I don't think so. I don't think Superman plays in now. Like, I just don't think he does. Like, he may have been, like, this thing in the 30s and stuff, and people are like, oh, we're eating dirt for dinner, but at least we can read a comic book about Superman. Like, maybe those were the times, but right now, I think Superman is 
sucks. And you are trash. You are a trash human being. Because I'm going to just tip a thing. You took Spider-Man 1. You have Spider-Man 2 to just take Spider-Man. And you sit there and go, hmm, I believe a man can fly. I believe a man can swing from webs and climb up walls. And you take Reeves? Terror. You're trash. I don't. You're not even super... Michael gets the crown for the real Spider-Man fan in this community. Oh, that's you are second. I'm more than Spider-Man. I'm, I'm just happy I could be here knows. to hear Jake admit that Tobey Maguire is not a good Spider-Man. No, oh, I, well, <laughs> I, I love Spidey, and but I would have picked the first Spider-Man to be honest. Um, but I was out of choice for Spider-Man two later on. That I no, I hope you don't get the option. Um, but well, anybody don't. else have Superman on the list? Because I really don't care yeah. who did. Yeah, I had the exact same one, but I'm glad he took it now. Like I, I'm glad this one got Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, he he taught the world a man could fly. No, no, he could. He would have cut Lois in half. That's my favorite thing about it. He would have caught her. She'd have been three separate pieces. Um. All right, Jake, you get the wraparound. I don't even want to type this in. I'm I'm freaking up. Offended. <laughs> oh wait, so it's we're back. To, it's now round three. Right, yeah. yeah, you get to cool. start it. Uh, well, I'm picking Spider-Man Two. I'm picking what I think is the best moment ever, and that's the train fight scene from Spider-Man Two. See, I had a plan. I had a plan, Cody. You um, should have right. took that at your second round and then closed with Cody. That would have made me a lot less pissed off. Well, Maybe. Um, yeah, I just think um, it's. Oh. I remember going, watching Spider-Man Two in the cinema. I was really young, but that sequence, that moment during the whole train sequence, I just think is absolutely incredible. The fact, the way Spidey and Doc Ock are fighting through, on the train. When it starts on the building, then it falls into the train, and they have that fight, and then Doc Ock speeds up the train, and he has to stop it. And it's just like, to me, it's the epitome of a superhero, like sacrificing himself and putting everything he can to saving a group of people, and the fact that it like almost takes him to the brink of death at the end. I just think it's really powerful. And that moment when he has his mask off and everyone's just like, he's just a kid. And they're like, we're gonna, we won't tell anybody. And I just think it's a, a really beautiful moment. And I think it really encapsulates the uh, the epitome of, uh, of of being a superhero. So I'm gonna pick the uh, train sequence from Spider-Man 2. God, Spider-Man 2 lives in a special spot before social media, because they would have said, we'll never tell it. And be on Twitter tomorrow. Like, they're, they're lying. They're lying. But no, uh, yeah, I, I still think it's weird to see your list without, like, Spider-Man, Spider-Man, like, as your hero. I think that's just weird, and you should be, you should be, you should feel bad for yourself. Um, but I forget how, like, I, I wouldn't say you're, like, super young compared to me, but, like, being that young to watch Spider-Man and that happen, because even when I saw it, I thought it was the best moment of my life. Like absolutely, oh, yeah, there was no top, yeah. no topping that moment. I just thought like, I, I that's when I wish I had my own money so I could turn around and go buy another ticket to it. But Dad's like, no, we gotta go home. Okay, okay, you have a job. I would like to see this movie again. Um, yeah, it's absolutely. Uh, when I think of comic book, like, because everybody says like the MCU like reach spots that comic book movies never been before, but I think like. Regardless how you feel, I think the Raimi trilogy and the early two Spider-Man, the X-Men movies, did a fine job of getting us where we needed to go. So I, I think they get way too much like disservice compared to like the MCU. But like, 
I'd put up some of those scenes in those movies up against some most scenes in MCU. I think they still hold up. And this is one of those sequences. And this started the thing that, oh, he's Spider-Man. He has to hold something together with webs. So in every movie now, he has to like pull something together with his webs, which I hate, but it's the whole thing now. Oh, got to get his hold moment. Uh, anybody have the train scene? Because this is the interesting thing. The moments with one moment from all this medium, it's really hard to narrow it down. Was the train scene on people? No, not mine. No, absolutely. <laughs> if Jake didn't pick it here, I would have thought about it just to take it from him, but <laughs> nah. Okay, I'm going to do a recap just to make sure everybody's on the same page. Uh, so, so far, Dylan has Wolverine uh, from Logan and Thanos from Infinity War. Uh, Batman begins, Batman version, um, and Come and Get Your Love from Guardians for Matt. Killmonger and Freebird for Jeremy. Joker and uh, Captain America First Avenger um, for Javi. And then Jake has Green Goblin, Superman, and the train scene from Spider-Man 2. So, Javi, what is your next pick? Um, this one might also be a total out of left field one, but I'm going to, I'm going to say it anyway. Um, it's when Peter two and Peter three are consoling Peter one in no way home. Um, it's oh, sorry for a moment in case that wasn't clear, but that, yeah. Um, I don't know. I think the first two MCU Spider-Man movies have their merits and I like homecoming more than most. Um, but they're, given a very childish uh, feel to them. Uh, for the most part, I, th I think they take themselves seriously sometimes, but then there are times where it's like, we sh really shouldn't be joking in MCU humor the whole time. Um, I think this movie knew what direction they needed to take Spider-Man in, which is a slightly more serious route um, while still keeping his boyishness to him. Um, and having, uh, spoiler alert, but at this point, if you haven't seen it, you know, um, Aunt May dies. And that's probably the most tragic thing that happens to uh, Peter at that point. And he's going through a rough time. And then obviously Andrew and Toby show up and they're like, we've all lost people. Um, it's okay. Like you need to grieve, it's all right. And I don't know, I think it was just like one of the most beautiful moments in the MCU. Uh, it's certainly one of the most emotional. And it, it, it almost brought a tear to my eye, but. Um, I'm a Kingsman, so I'm a cold-hearted bastard. So, no, I'm just I'm making. Oh no, joke. I'm trying. I'm trying to pander to you. A bunch of crybabies. Bunch of crybabies. They all okay, cry. Cool. Never mind. I cried Never a lot. Ever seen Coho lose a challenge? I was like, Coho. Like, oh, he he cried like seven times during Clark's story, probably. So. Oh, I still yeah, don't know the dynamic the of this channel. Anybody else find that the weirdest review <laughs> on the history of the universe? That he, Mike Hanley stole that kid's phone. There's no way. He wasn't even like thought of when the first Clerks came out. He seemed like he just saw Toy Story 3 for the first time and walked and had a Woody and Buzz when they first came. Terrible. Trash. I don't believe it, whatever. I'm surprised he could sit through it with not being on two times speed. Back to this one. I love this scene a little bit more if both Peters say, we're really bad at keeping people alive like every one of us has lost somebody like we all struggled no this movie does not get enough credit and i know it gets a ton of credit but what this movie has to do is insane it has one of the most impossible tasks to basically make three different people happy with how they make this movie 
The Raimi people have to be happy with how they treat Toby. The weirdos that think Amazing Spider-Man top-notch have to be happy. And then carry on with the MCU and keep it going and make it interesting. And they're able to accomplish that. Um, again, I would love more sequences with just them together and just talking. Because I think that's one of the best moments of the movie. And this is one of those moments that could seem very forced, could seem very like just cookie cutter, but they make it, they actually make it mean something. And it's surprising that we've seen a Spider Man in each one of their franchises lose somebody and it still has the emotional weight in the third one. So I think it's a really great pick. Really great pick. There's a lot you could pick from that movie too, because I, that movie's just, it's my number one now because of biases, basically. I can't do anything about it. Uh, Toby McGuire was back on screen to Spider-Man. <laughs> Life complete. Um, all right. Anybody? Did anybody have this considered for the list? I thought about it. it it's, it's on there. No, you didn't. Zack Snyder paying your line. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had like um, 10, 15 moments from all the Spider-Man films that I like, considered <laughs> for this moment. And yeah, this is definitely one of the moments that I really like from No Way Home. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot yeah I, think, I think me and Tim this weekend are going to see it. The longer version. I'm not sure though, but it's um, it might be on it. Um, okay, Jeremy, you're up. Uh, well, I feel like if I don't take him, he might be gone. So I, I'm going to take my hero, and I'm going to take Michael Keaton's Batman from Batman '89 for my hero. <laughs> so I'm so happy. He's, he's the only. He's the only Batman. Batman movies, besides like the 66 or whatever, uh, that saves the day without destroying everything around it. He flies in, he cuts the balloons, they fly off, saves the day, it's all gone. Like, he doesn't destroy anything in the entire movie, except he might put a couple holes in the wall. He gets the girl, even though he doesn't want her. Like, he still gets her, and Alfred just brings her down. He's like, here you go, man. You're a badass. You know, he rocks a turtleneck like nobody else. Uh, he's got all the wonderful toys. And then when he's just Bruce Wayne and encounters Joker, he's still ready to go. He's like, come on, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Like he knows it's, he picks up the poker and he's ready to go then. So, and it also kind of, he was the first casting that people were like, even in the eighties, pre-internet, they were like, you can't have Mr. Mom as Batman. This isn't going to work. And then as soon as they saw the opening scene, they were like, okay, it works. So, that's why. Also, I'm a homer, so I have to. <laughs> um, so the director of this movie is a talentless hack and shouldn't make films. Um, well, if you're if you hate every director that did a Batman, I couldn't pick anybody. I mean, <laughs> no one's fine. No one's fine. There's Ben. Who directed who directed Mask of the Phantasm? Fine. Javi's Phantom. He's this the Phantom. This is why you don't this is why you don't win tri trivia matches, everyone. <laughs> you want to catch Joey 17 belts, you need to know these things. Okay, anyways. Um, he's a talentless hack. Um, Michael Keaton is a treasure, and I like Michael Keaton. Overall, I just don't love this movie. It's very just like I people that still rank this high, like Again, that may be the Batman you like, and that's the great thing about Batman. Like you, if you grew up with it, I understand the nostalgia for it. Me did not have the nostalgia for it, so when I just watch it, I'm just like, 
I mean, again and I guess. It's like the people that watch Robert Patton's Batman said, guess what? Move over, cinema. Here comes the here comes the Dark Knight. And everybody's like, This is what film comic book movies have been needing. A movie that's not lit. Um, so and this one, they get it from Tim Burton, because you can't see a lot of things in this movie either. They don't know they don't have a lighting budget. Um, so overall, I knew he'd probably be picked. Thank you so much, Matt, for picking the correct Batman. Even though you may have positive things about it, say about Keaton, you're smart and you know me well enough that you're not going to say them right now. So it's great. I think is that the last hero? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't even realize. You could have waited on Keaton. I could. It would it would have tanked your draft, but you could. <laughs> terrible. You reached. You reached very far. Um, I hope Matt steals your next pick right before you take it. Again. Um, no. Anybody else th- thought about Keaton over their picks? Yeah. No, my, my two choices are either Keaton or Reeve, and I feel like I went with. Can you believe I, I was like, that we're sitting here and Spider Man has not been chosen as a hero? I wanted to pick a Simmons. <laughs> I wanted to pick a Simmons. You're garbage. Thanks. <laughs> um, you're welcome. I'm always here for you, Jake. I can't wait for all this shit we're gonna get on the top 100. It's gonna be fun. I'm just glad you're not racing. <laughs> yeah, you got me and been Kurt the entire series. It's gonna be a blast. <laughs> um. Yeah, we'll just move on. I don't want to hear anybody talk about Keaton and Positive Life. Um, uh, everybody agrees that Tim Burton's talent is a sack, right? Oh, like sounding Simmons, yes. Great. Now, yeah. Uh, um, now, yeah. <laughs> when did he stop doing I think there's one that I'm missing, but I'm pretty sure it won't help. Um, okay, Matt, what's your pick? Um... Let's do worst acting, and let's go uh, Halle Berry and Catwoman. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I mean, hey, we're going for the worst. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it's not totally her fault. She didn't design the costume. She didn't write the script, but she acted in it or tried to. And uh, she did get a Razzie Award for it, which she accepted in person. So I give her all the credit for that. But uh yeah, for worst acting, that's definitely the first one I thought of. I like this one too because she was did an interview. I don't know how long ago, but she's like, they're like, "Have you? Did you ever know you were in a bad movie before it starts?" And she's like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah." And she like brought up another one, and I'm like, "You must know somebody else, a part of Catwoman, still that you don't want to say anything because you had to know sitting through that movie that oh man." I always wonder that too. Like, I wish I could get like an honest, like people like near the end of their career when they have to do premieres for this thing and sit through the movie. Like when they have to sit through it and like how miserable they have to be. It's like, I did the best I could with what I got. Like you ever drag a friend to a movie and then you sit there with them and you're having a great time, but you look over and they look like they're about to just like end their life. Like that's how Halle Berry had to feel watching this in the theater. It's crazy. Halle Berry, low-hanging fruit, absolutely. I think there are pro- I think there are some worse ones, but this one is like pretty up there. Because I think there's some in this movie that are pretty bad too. Like uh is it Sharon Stone? Sharon Stone yeah. Oh God. <laughs> she took all the thing in Chris her bad acting from Casino and d- times it by two. Um crazy. Crazy. Uh, um okay. Anybody else have Halle Berry? Was that pretty much like oh, yeah. one of the people everybody circled? 
That was my number two. My number second. My number two. You know. uh, oh, yeah. Toby and Spider-Man 3. That guy's going to get Spider-Man 3. Um, yeah. well, <laughs> worst performances go, yeah. I mean, also just a sequence. That's a weird scene with her and the catnip. I'm just like, oh, my God. I'm sorry, Hallie. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a, that was a creative choice. Can you imagine telling Halle Berry at the time, hey, I want you to do this. Um, What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's on the. I want an Oscar. This is crazy. <laughs> Nuts. Uh, Dylan, we got. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with. So we can, we can pick best moment from a movie that's already been selected from best moment. Correct. You can. Okay. Yeah. Then I think I'll I'll go for, I'll go for a different moment from uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, I'm gonna go for. Uh, right, basically, right at the end of the movie, after Doctor Strange has wiped everyone's memory of uh, of Peter from their lives, and when Peter chooses to basically not reintroduce himself to uh, to Ned and MJ, which because I, if there's one thing I like about if there's one thing that I like about movies, I love kind of downer endings and it's not very often where you get a movie uh again a comic book movie that leaves you on this like bitter just bittersweet of a note where and i think it's just a really great moment for the character of spider-man where he makes that big of a sacrifice like at the end where you, you see him build this relationship with ned and mj throughout the the three movies and then it's just all disappeared by the end of this movie and he chooses you know, to sacrifice all of that just so he can stay Spider-Man and keep doing his job, like to, you know, protect his neighborhood basically. And it's, it's, yeah, it's really, really sad. And I think it's a really just a pretty ballsy way for them to end the movie. And so far they haven't gone back and with some, like, they haven't gone back and like undone it, which I think is crazy. I hope they stick, I hope they stick to it because I think it's a pretty great moment for the character. Yeah, there's some comic book knowledge that I have about this scene that I know they're not going to go back and redo it, which makes me even like more excited, but also sick to my stomach. Um, yeah, uh, I was in the theater. Say something. Just say something. Just say it. Like, I wanted it so bad. I just, I think this is the best Mary uh, MJ Peter like on screen, and it's shut the shut up. <laughs> As a as an apologist for those movies, Dunstan's terrible. That is a that's a strong one. Terrible, and I'm sorry to Michael. I understand what this can cost me. You do not want to make fun of Michael Campbell. I know I don't, but this is where we're at. Um, overall, absolutely, it's it's a weird moment, especially with everything that you can pick. But I think it's a really good. Sorry, Michael. I apologize. I didn't mean it. Um, um, but no, I think I think it's a really interesting scene. I don't know if it's the best scene overall, but in the theater, especially with the MCU, so good at saying you're you, you're sad. You have heartbreak. You're you're okay. ah, yeah, you're back. You're back in it. Bring it in. Like I think that's a, one of the problems from like Infinity War with Gamora stuff. Like. They just redo it and bring it right back, and you're just like, that moment means less now. With that one, would have stuck. I don't know, but uh, I think this still is the best MJ Peter dynamic in any 
the Spider-Man movie at this point. I think it's great, and now basically it has to rebuild. It's crazy. Um, anybody thought about this? I think this is probably off of everybody's radar. I thought about it. <laughs> Didn't uh, love it, Jeremy, huh? No, I, that's it. It's it, I get why you get so mad doing this show now. Because like it's like if you're, if you're just like just it's so sad to that point. And you're just like okay, drop your name and phone number, slide it across with an extra five dollar tip, and walk out the door. <laughs> it's like no, we want him to be sad. Look at his sad bed and his sad apartment. Like it's like Jesus. Like it's like what's the point of Spider Man is that his life. You're is saying that talking popular. about Snyderverse. What happy <laughs> joyful moment is any Snyderverse one time? Yes, I know, but we've talked about it, and you are now <laughs> branded for life yeah. because of hey, in that bracket, we got into the sweet 16, baby. You know, yeah. Ugh, gross. <laughs> um, okay, um, was Dylan oh, you again. get to Dylan again. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, so I picked three Marvel choices so far. So, for the sake of variety, I'm gonna go for another, I guess, out of left field one here. Uh, Here comes Return of Swamp Thing. <laughs> At a left layer, yeah. Uh, maybe not. Uh, no, I'm going to go for uh, for best use of song. I'm going to go for the 1812 overture at the end of V for Vendetta. So th that this is one that uh, when I was looking through best use of song, it just kind of like it's one that randomly popped into my head. And I was like, I feel like that's a good pick that I could have for later, one of the later rounds. Uh, yeah, I, th I really enjoy this movie. It's uh, an early one that I saw. I feel like when I was getting into movies, and uh, so I kind of I kind of have a connection to it there. Uh, and yeah, I think this is a really just strong ending for the movie when all the people are like surrounding the Parliament building in the V for Vendetta costume, and like you have the explosions rigged up to the this song, this like classic music. It's obviously classic music plays a, a big part in the movie because V is like a big fan of it. And yeah, it's just a really great operatic ending to the film, and yeah, just a great use of the song. Great choice, great choice. One I didn't even think of when I was when I thought of this. So that's what I love when somebody picks something that I just didn't see coming. Um, yeah, Dylan, for somebody that didn't come in very interested in the draft, you're doing quite quite well. Um, I think that I think that is definitely one that you can, even if you pick both sides, if you pick the beginning of the movie, like I think it plays both. Is I don't am I crazy on that, or does it just play at the end? It might. Uh, they play. It plays earlier as well. It plays in the beginning, like when he think blows up the uh, Parliament building, yeah. whatever it is. Okay. Yeah, I think it plays earlier, but the overall, great, great choice. I think the ending is the stronger one. So, uh, really great choice. Uh, did anybody else not think of this either? I completely forgot about this part. No, it was. Yeah. This, this one was one of my. I, I really thought this could go in the in the last pick. Um, so I was really hoping no one thought of it. But yeah, no. Yeah, that, that's great choice, Dylan. Like, that's amazing. Thank you. Dylan's coming to steal the draft. Here we go. Um, <laughs> all right, Matt, your choice. <sighs> See, I'm going to do best moment. I could go one that's talked about ad nauseum in the community or one that's like. <laughs> So, uh, let, let, let's go with the one that's not really ever talked about. This this will be where I lose. Uh, I'm going to say uh, Constantine. If we want to talk about a depressing scene, how about the character has to nearly commit suicide in order to win? When Constantine cuts his wrist so he can summon uh, Lucifer. 
the great Peter Stormare comes in as one of the best performances of Lucifer, just like dripping all the stuff. And he ends up uh, convincing Lucifer to actually help him save the day. And then he still gets to trick Lucifer because he doesn't get to take him back to hell. He's flipping him the fingers as he's getting pulled into heaven. But Lucifer saves his life so he can get him another day. It's just a uh, not a great film, but I just love that sequence. It's fantastic. Oh, you were doing so well. Um, <laughs> to be fair, you're gonna get like a you're gonna get a slight pass for me. I haven't seen this movie in a very long time. It's been over. I mean, yeah, we're closer. It's been like since it came out. Like I don't think I've watched it ever since. I guessed it in a trivia match one time because the characters led to a Constantine guest. But overall, no. Uh, so I. Okay. Uh, everybody else was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Like, there are some roles, so don't think you picked the right choice overall. But for me, you won't die. Um, and did anybody else um, consider this for a moment? It crossed my mind. I'm not gonna lie. It's like it is when he shows up and he's course. he's sticky and steamy, and it, it is a great like it comes out of nowhere, and it, it's a great spot in the movie. I mean, it's, it's not bad. Okay. Yeah, I All wouldn't right. say I really like this movie, but I, I I am definitely more of an apologist than most in this movie. I, I like it more than most. And if I was going to choose a scene from this movie, it would be that scene. Yeah. Um, with Jake Marangoni on the panel, we have the possibility for one of the fastest episodes. Everybody be a, applaud yourselves. That's surprising. <laughs> um, just because you didn't get to rant about Toby. Um, all right, Jeremy, what's your pick? Uh, I'm going to take best moments. And there's one I feel like I should take if I want to win, but I kind of just want to go with something that fixes a problem. And I'm going to take when Juggernaut shows up in Deadpool 2. When he breaks out of the prison car and you get full-fledged comic book Juggernaut. And he walks up to Deadpool. He's like, I'm going to tear you in half now. And he just, I mean, it's just bonkers and zany because those movies do a lot of fixing other things that people got mad about in the past that fanboys bitched and moaned about for a long time. So that was one of them. And it's also Ryan Reynolds doing it. Like, I just think it's a fun moment that he's acting with himself and tearing himself in half. And it's all CG and goofy. And again, I like violence. What can I say? <laughs> so I, I'm gonna take that. Have you ever met Brian Michaels? I think you'd like him. Um, anyways, um, or <laughs> Michael, uh, Mike Hanley. Um, couple times. I hate Deadpool. Um, I actually hate Ryan Reynolds. I should say I really do. I, I I find him one of the most annoying actors in Hollywood. Um, probably a nice guy. Don't. His mobile commercials are no, no, no problem. But um, as an X Men like like apologist, Juggernaut overall as a character has never been one of those like love points for me. I think he's cool. I think he's nice to show up. He's like the Incredible Hulk. Like I like him in small doses. I don't need a movie or anything with him. So it's a good moment for him. I never really had super problem with Vinnie Jones, like, being the juggernaut in Last Dan. Like, there's still little moments of that, like, you bitch. Like, I think it's funny, but overall, like, that's the juggernaut for him. Like, 
he's dumb. He's going to get tricked into something. He's a guy that just can run through basically anything. You just got to get him to the right spot, stop him. Uh, Deadpool 2 is a movie that I absolutely despise. I hate this movie. Um, uh, oh, Just Friends. Okay, maybe you're sorry. Michael just changed my <laughs> that movie's a, that movie's a fucking treasure. Um, but I think okay, maybe before Deadpool or maybe before he joins X Men, like before he does X Men's origin Wolverine, I love like Ryan Reynolds. But other than that, I just don't. He just sounds the same in every movie. It just drives me crazy. Yeah. Deadpool's Pikachu. Deadpool. He's in everything, and he has the same <coughs> like it, how he talks. It drives me crazy. Um, but Deadpool too, because he, he has that fucking kid. I don't know his name. I don't know who he, but how he is an actor drives me fucking Dennis. nuts. Right. Can't stand him. Quit acting. Yeah, he's not. If, I've ever been, if I've ever wanted a kid's career to plummet and stop, it's him. And I'm on the bank. I can't stand him. Oh. If you I like him, I'm sorry. You're I didn't say you didn't pick that. I didn't pick I know, but you brought up Deadpool too, and I haven't thought about that kid. <laughs> he's in that scene. He's, he's in that moment. He's in the moment. I, I, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> I hate the kid. Hate the kid. You know, <laughs> his parents should be ashamed. Um, uh, hunt for the wilder people. He's a terrible, trash, garbage. Oh, I can't stand him. Bad choice overall. You picked the kid. I wonder. Tell me after what your pander pick was, because I'm going to tell you that would have been the correct choice. <laughs> um, two people picked back to back scenes that most people were like, "What the fuck?" So. I think you guys' stuff's just hobby can now. I you can wait till a moment now, yep. or do you? No, yep. you picked moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Moment, right? I was gonna say. So yeah. everybody has moment. Uh, everyone has moment. That's what I have. We're all waiting on worst acting performance. This is gonna be interesting. <laughs> We're gonna I'm happy to talk, talk about the Spider Verse leap of faith again. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so true. That, that was that was my one that was like everyone's already talked about this too much. <laughs> so true. So what was the pander pick now that it's gone? Oh the, the snap, man. I didn't I almost went oh, no one picked that. Huh? No one picked like, the snap and no one picked portals. Yeah, I called bullshit on the I feel like the portals has been talked about a lot as well. Yeah. But when he when he, he, he gets lonelier, I'm like, well, I don't think that's yeah. the scene the, the, the best scene from the best yeah, the best scene from Endgame for me is when yeah, after he grabs it and they both they both groups start running and you just see like the worlds collide. I think it's one of the great shots. But giant man smashes yeah. People are gonna be very disappointed that Constantine and Deadpool two got Infinity Wars like oh fuck. Oh, I can't wait to carcal it. These are the people you bring on the show? Um, okay. Javi, um, I guess your last two are... Uh... Strong in performance. Okay. So what do you got? Um, I'm going to go with worst performance, and I'm going to give it to Shaquille O'Neal's Steel. Oh, son of a bitch. Um, That's just hurtful. I'm sorry? That's that just hurtful. <laughs> That's just hurtful. The, the big diesel, the big diesel was doing the best he could with what he had. Yeah. Um, listen, I'm not a big basketball guy, um, but I I like uh, I like Shaquille O'Neal's personality when like in interviews or something. I think he's actually pretty funny. Um, I really don't like Steel. Um, I think it's 
on Who does? Well, yeah, but I'm just I'm not I'm not I'm not saying like oh you're a left field pick. I, it, it's Paul's it's, probably it's a fan of the movie. It's just some <laughs> great random like person in the community, you know. Yeah. But it I, I don't know. I think it's one of the worst, if not the worst, uh, DC movies. And I think a lot of that goes for Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, that's all, most of it's Shaquille O'Neal's fault. Um, although it's probably the writing and everything else as well. Um, but I don't know. I think he's just so boring as Steel. He tries to be funny. It doesn't work. Um, I, I don't know if it's the costume that really also isn't selling me on it, but the costume doesn't help. Um, there's a There's a part where it requires him to shoot a bomb over like a fence or something. And it, it, it's a basketball homage because he's a basketball player. We get it. He's Shaquille O'Neal. It doesn't work. Shaquille What's the line? He's like, I never make these. Like, yeah, I, I never, like, oh, I never I make the free throws. I never make the free throws. It's bad. It's bad. No <laughs> boy, no. Yeah. Is this a bad performance? Absolutely. Does it get like a slight tick up because it's Shaq? Yes. As probably one of my, probably my, no, he is. He's my favorite basketball player of all time. The the big Shaq-tastic, uh, the diesel, the, the Shaq, like every name he ever had was like the highlight. The fact that this movie did not let him become full Shaq and like actually like tried to make him like be a character is just <laughs> stupid. They should have just made him dance and do like shimmies all the time. It would have been perfect, but they probably like, hey, we need to, we're trying to impress people here or something. I don't know. How he agreed to that movie is crazy. I still, I mean, when you're at the height of Money. that, I, but how much you, how much are you getting paid for steel? I mean, it's, it's I mean, the man's man. a mega, mega million right now. Like, I bet he looks back at that paycheck and goes, when he gets those recent, like a check and is like, oh, <laughs> steel, crazy, still doing it. Like, when did I 94 cents. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, anybody close to having Shaq uh, as their worst performance? Mm -hmm. I haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's right. It's a fandom movie that I'm not looking forward to getting to. I'll promise you that again. Um, I hate Caleb Coho. Um, uh, all right, Jake, round out your draft. Uh, I'm going to take – well, everyone's picked best well, – I think most of them picked best season song. I'm going to leave that till my well, – I've got the next – I've got the last two choices. So I'm going to you got the last two, so you I'm can save it for the fifth round if you want. Yeah, might as well. I'm going to pick worst acting performance. Um, and I think – Similar to Catwoman, to Halle Berry, um, uh, female-led uh, superhero movies in the mid two thousands just weren't really, weren't really getting anywhere. And I, I hate to dunk on her, but Jennifer Garner and Elektra is just so fucking terrible. I like her a lot. I love her in Thirteen Going on Thirty, but she like is a wet blanket. In this movie. She's the wettest blanket to have ever existed. Her whole expression in this movie is. I don't care. I don't want to help. It's just, she is just giving 0% of a performance. Like It's like no energy, no charisma, just nothing to her. It is, I'm going to look stoic and I'm a badass, but I have no way of really showing that other than not smiling and looking really deep in thought. And, and that's it to her performance. And so I'm going to pick that. 
I think it's arguably one of the worst Marvel movies. Um, it's probably the worst. I have a lot. I have a lot of opinions on um, DC as a whole. I think DC is like the graveyard of where cinema goes to die half the time. But Marvel, like some, I'm like apologists for. I'm like, eh, it's not as bad as it could be. You know, like there's at least some light in some of these movies. This is like no, because I think the movie what was the movie? Deadpool. Not Deadpool. Uh, Daredevil. Daredevil mm-hmm. came out the year pre- previous. Mm-hmm. 2003. That's 05. So two years. Them. Well, that movie gets a bad rap. Like I don't think it's as bad as everybody claims. I had. I have fun with it. I do have fun with that movie. Um, but this one is soulless, lifeless, miserable, barren wasteland. And she, she. Never mind. I don't know if I want the. No, I can say it. I, I, I'm not one to. It's basically uh, Brie Larson in uh, as Captain Marvel. Doesn't want to be there. Doesn't want to be in the role. Doesn't care about any of this. She's contractually accept- obligated to appear yes. in our film, and yeah, she she's accepted the paycheck. She doesn't want to be there. You can tell she wants. It's Jennifer Lawrence. Um, Days of Future Past and yeah, on. Does that do it? She is done with this makeup. She has no desire to be there. It's the same thing. It's just they get checked out and they don't want to do it. And you could tell the entire movie. And it's the runtime's like 90 minutes or something. It's a shorter like Marvel movie, but it feels like six hours. It is rough. So really good choice. Uh, Halle Berry and Catwoman. I'm really hoping that I don't get my fandom watch done by the end of the year. And like Tuig and Nick say, hey, guess what? Marvel and DC are coming out of fandom. It's never going to happen, but my hope is there. My hope and prayer is still there. It's not happening. For my sake, I, no, I need Marvel. It's the only kind of thing I'm like, good at in fandom. I need them just to remove it. Uh, anybody else think of uh, her as the worst? Yeah. Uh, Javi, what was your last pick? My last pick was uh, Shaquille O'Neal. Seal. Oh, yeah, Shaq. <laughs> How could we figure that hurts. Out? That hurts writing down again. Okay. Um, all right. What's your song? That's funny because you mentioned Daredevil, and I have to pick Daredevil. Oh, I have geez. to pick what I think is a great use of Evanescence. I'm picking Bring Me to Life during the electric yeah! montage. Weirdly enough, I think it's great. It sets up the third act. You have Daredevil soon enough. You have Electric getting ready to kill him. Wake me up. It's fucking great. I love that song. I love the 2003 soundtrack. I think Daredevil is an underrated film. I think it's I, I have a lot of, I have a blast watching that. I think the director's cut's legitimately fun and great. And yeah, I just I'm picking a song that really encapsulates just the the era of picking songs and putting them in movies. And I think Daredevil bring me the life just is, is great. And I'm picking that. And I I might, it might as well end with like just a, a crazy pick that I think is fun. So yeah. Um Yeah, I mean and to say uh uh, you didn't go to 2010s at all during your entire time uh, on your list. So way to go! You and you stayed majority of the early 2000s. Um, I uh, uh, the song came on in the car not too long ago, and I may have put on the greatest performance of my life. Um, <laughs> where at a stoplight, uh, an old lady definitely was. I wanted to roll down the windows and sing at her. I didn't. Uh, great choice. Great choice. Does not get enough credit as a band for all the songs of the early 2000s. Love them. Uh, I don't listen to them often by any means, but I know exactly what you're talking about when you sing this song. I know exactly where we're going. So, um, surprise no Nickelback at this point, but hopefully some people can redeem that later. Um, no, I'm just um, 
They're not so bad. Um, okay. Anybody else have this close to the list? Dylan, real close. <laughs> you uh, seem no. like an Evanescence fan. <clears throat> Uh, no, I hate the 2000s for music. Like, I'm really honestly wow. glad that the 2000s are over. I think it's the shittiest decade. It's for, honestly, just pop pop culture in general. Like, I think most <laughs> stuff is just, and I think this movie is like a pretty good representation of it. But yeah, do you like any movies from the 2000s? Yeah, but I feel like a lot of like the like the popular like, big, popular like blockbuster movies from this have just aged like. Milk, so I don't That's know. Cool. <laughs> Who knew Dylan could be a third host for Wireless if he let all those true emotions <laughs> out? Great. Um, all right, Javi, close out your draft. Use of song, uh, Time in a Bottle, X Men Days of Future Past. Uh, the song that Quicksilver puts on when he runs in slow motion. I think. I, I don't know. I, I thought this would be the hardest category for me to, or hardest category for me to choose. Um, it was, but not in the way that I expected it to be. Um, I think there were so many good songs that I just didn't think of until I started like really looking into it. Um, I think "Time of the Bottle," though, I think uh, is the best one, just because I don't know. It just every time I listen to that song, it p takes me into that scene. Um, it's one of the best scenes. If not, you know what? No, I'll say it. it's the best scene in an X Men movie. Um, uh yeah but but that's not that's not what we're debating here uh looking at cody's face that's not what i'm going for so uh no i don't know it when just just the song fits so well for the scene um that i was like i i i could not think of a better song to put in that moment so yeah i don't know uh, time in a bottle no and i wasn't disagreeing with you i'm trying to think like best scene from an x-men movie I probably, if I had to go, would probably do something for Ian McKellen, like as Magneto. I think there's probably something there. I always did love the next two. Is everybody picked moment, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like when he's like, you know, there's too much iron in your blood, and he pulls it out. I think that's always one of those scenes. I'm just like, yeah, don't trust the pretty girl. Um, it's just like so, such so great. Um, but no, like time in a bottle, especially this scene, I love. Uh, I, some people like are mixed on Days of Future Past. I think Days of Future Past is great. I think that's a great movie. I think First Class and that one don't get enough credit for how good those two movies really are. There are some stupid moments, of course, but overall, when it's like the moments, I think the good outweighs the bad in both of those movies, especially Days of Future Past. Um, and Time in a Bottle. I think, and this doesn't, I wish in the third one and Dark they just don't. Or in Apocalypse, they don't bring back the Quicksilver moment again. They just let it be that one moment. Because it was so cool the first time we watched it. I'm just like, this is so neat how they're able to do it in the film. And then they bring it back and they try to like make it bigger and more. It's It was perfect the first time. And I think it's I think it's a perfect song for it, too. I think that's a really great choice. Um, I didn't even think about it, but now that you brought it up, great choice. Great choice. Uh, I've never watched the road cut. I need to watch the road cut. I don't know how I feel, but I like the movie as is, so it really doesn't matter to me. It could make it a little bit better, but it's still pretty great for me. All right, Jeremy, close it out. Worst uh, performance, Zack Snyder, all of those movies. Go ahead. No, well, the two, the top two have been taken, so uh, I'm gonna have to go. 
I think I'm going to go Oscar Isaac as Apocalypse in X-Men Apocalypse. And it's it's not so much, I mean, he doesn't necessarily do terrible, but he's buried under a bunch of makeup and nonsense and is written in a way that just doesn't work for that guy. He's such a good actor and he's just sitting there purple and Ivan Ooze-like and learning. It's not good at all, really. Like everything around him in the movie is kind of okay, but it, it they center on him so much and he doesn't do anything. He touches people and they get brighter or their hand magic gets bigger. Nothing really of consequence goes on there. So it's just wasted. And I think wasting a great actor is a bad performance. Um yeah um this is rough i i am under the this may be incorrect but as an x-men fan i believe there are some storylines just shouldn't be touched yeah i just think they're so hard to bring to film i think dark phoenix is one i think it's very hard do i think that feige can do dark phoenix sure i just hope that's like 12 years down the line and they don't do it anytime soon. Um, and the, the four horsemen of the like apocalypse, I don't feel like is something because apocalypse, they make, I think, Apoc I think Oscar Isaac gives a, gets a bad rap, but I think it's his costume that makes him the worst. I don't think it's him. He does whatever he, he can with what he was given. I still think like his fight with uh, Charles inside the mind is really good. I don't think that's bad. I just think every time he comes down, he like he has these he he has these godlike he's godlike powers, and he can do everything. But at the end, he goes away in such a pussy way. Like it's so no, stupid. Like how he's completely taken yeah. out is really bad um, because he can like he can move somebody into the wall. Yeah. But then he can't stop metal from Magneto like putting it around him and like it's just like fire is enough to beat him. <laughs> no, it's just it's just that's why I think it's so hard. Like if when X X Men ninety seven or whatever they do animated, I think they can do Apocalypse to the greatest like scale ever. I just think like a Spider Verse kind of thing, like make it animated, make it sweet. I just don't think you can do it in live action and make it make sense. Because he can literally take every X Men besides Jean Grey and basically wipe them off the earth, like tomorrow. Like none of them hold any power to him. So it's like the same thing. I don't want Jean Grey's son, like what I can't think of his name, but like he's in the comics and he's got like every godlike power possible. Don't bring him to screen ever because you can't stop him. <laughs> like you can sink him to the bottom of the ocean, but he'll come back. So just don't do it. Um, so I think the costume overall. I don't hate Oscar Isaac. I'm an, I'm actually an apocalypse apologist more than I. I don't hate the movie as much oh, as some. But there are I, parts. One of, of my most hated it's, movies. I mean, it's it's mid. It's way better than Dark Phoenix. Right. I think just the caliber of the actor uh, and then there is just that's true, Jake. I'm sorry. This is an argument for another day, but I <laughs> think it's I absolutely despise apocalypse. <laughs> I think what it was coming off of too. I think it's. I think it's. It falls definitely off what it was coming off of and what it fell into. And like, this is what you give us because if done right, it would have been epic. They just don't have the Fox didn't have the ability to make X Men, and they held on it for way too long. It's kind of sad. Yeah. 
thought that did great chance for me. Credit scene was good. That the end of yeah. Face of Future Past. I thought that was like a cool setup. Like, oh, this is gonna be cool. But yeah, and then they fucked yeah. up. and they shit the bed again. They they get to the third line. We can't can't do anything with it. It's terrible. All right, Matt, what's your pick? Uh, well, all the talk about Daredevil earlier almost got me thinking of Bullseye, <laughs> but I'm gonna I'm gonna actually go with the uh, the first villain in MCU anymore. to uh, win. And that's uh, Zemo in Captain America Civil War. So he's pretty much kind of the uh, puppet master who controls everything from behind the scenes. He's able to turn the Winter Soldier with the uh, special codes. And he effectively is able to defeat the Avengers. He turns them against each other, splits the team in half, all without having to lay a single finger on any of them. So that is a mastermind and a great villain right there. If you would have got... 2018 Cody, 2019 Cody, when you brought that up, God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> I fucking hate this character. I think this character, I, 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 me and Nick, I think went round and round for this for a long time, especially during COVID. I think I rewatched it. I changed my opinion a little bit, but his big plan is to get ever get three, get these two people into a room to watch a VHS tape. <laughs> I was pissed. Like, that's your plan? You get the, you get Captain America and Iron Man to watch a ca cassette tape of what ended up happening. And all the super soldiers were dead, too. I think a better scene is them all fighting off the super soldiers. I think that would have been a very interesting take. They didn't do it. I, I, God damn it, Matt, you were doing so well. I hate this. I hate this. Because I don't think it's up to the level of it. I think there are just better overall villains throughout both both areas that we just didn't even talk about that I would have picked. Like, I mean, yeah. I have my opinions. I have my strong opinions on Zima. I think like Winter Soldier, but he's like brainwashed the whole time. So, so good. <laughs> so good. Um, I don't give a shit. Anybody else have considered this? There was some thought. There was some facial like oh interesting um, anybody think about this at all like it. it's a it's a it's a good choice i didn't think of zemo um i do kind of i do agree with matt that i think it's just like he's he's a he's a subversion i guess of the villain of like i can't really take them one-on-one -on -one. what if i can get them to fight each other i just i think that's a, an, a cool plan and an idea i mean it kind of doesn't work out for him but it also kind of does it's um it's one of those like <laughs> Kind of, if you think about it, sort of situations. Um, but no, I think it's a it's an interesting choice. I forgot, I completely forgot that Matt didn't even have a villain. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah, I mean the plan the plan is cool. I think the character itself is kind of like the least interesting part of the whole movie. But that's right, this weekend. I'm gonna I'm gonna try the Zemo of programming Bucky Tim's dog to make him the Winter Soldier. I'm gonna try to brainwash him to have him attack Tim. Um, that's all plan. Okay. Um, all right, Dylan, don't fuck up your draft. No. Uh, so I'm going to be honest. A lot of like what I feel like are probably the worst movies in in uh, Marvel and DC are ones that I have not gone around to it, gotten around to because uh, I don't That's well. really. Watch I, yeah. You're smarter so, than most people in this community, Dylan. <laughs> yeah, so I'm instead of I I picked some weird picks back to back, so I'm just gonna go for a pandering pick for uh, uh, you know I really hate this movie, and I was expecting the character to actually be good when it was first announced, but uh, I think Jesse Eisenberg is absolutely terrible as Lex Luthor in Batman v Superman. 
uh, like, I'm so, I'm sorry, Jeremy. I, I know I was going to anger you with this, but uh, Cody, can you play the clip? <laughs> oh, <sure. laughs> yeah, yeah, gladly. Great. I don't even know where this shit is. Keep talking, I will find it. Okay, yeah. I mean, when it was first announced, I, I don't hate Jesse Eisenberg like some people do. I actually think he can be good when utilized right. Like, I think there's a little movie called uh, The Art of Self Defense, which I actually think he's quite good in recently. Uh, and I thought he could have been a good Lex Luthor, but I just really don't know what he's doing in this movie. It's just like super neurotic in a way that's just kind of like weird to watch. And like, there's a lot of very strange moments, like when he's in the cell at the end of the movie going ding, 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 with the snot just dripping down his oh, face. I'm like, so stupid. it's like, or when he's even introduced where he's got like this weird haircut and he's playing basketball Play and then basketball. he like gives someone like a Jolly Rancher or something. It's like, <laughs> It's Cherry. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah, very weird character. Not sure what he's doing in this movie. Bad performance. <laughs> um, is my Wi-Fi still here? I'm feel like I'm breaking up. No, you're good. Yeah, you're good. Okay. okay. Uh great choice. Great choice. Um, this is the Joker and the Riddler had a child and made him Lex Luthor. It doesn't make any sense why he is there. He is over the top. He's goofy. Why Clark Kent just doesn't just punt kick him to another planet makes no sense in this movie. Like, he's, like, not intimidating. He doesn't have any way to... He has his mom. Like, that's the whole plan behind it. Like, or... It's just dumb. I don't have any interest. I I think... I, I've watched The Art of Self-Defense. I think he is good in that movie. But I think you have to find the right project for him to do well. He should have never been close to playing Lex Luthor. And how that was the decision made is really confusing. But it kind of proves a fact. Snyder cares more about what's on the screen and, like, what it looks like than creative choices and, like, you know, acting performances. Um, so, yeah. Anybody else consider Jesse Eisenberg as one of the worst parts of a movie? Yeah. yeah on principle, it. no, but I figured the other four would. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I was going to say, I, the one thing I, I, I mean, I think Heath Ledger's joke performance is like phenomenal, but that also, there's, you know, it's like what that, that performance did also inspired so many terrible decisions, such as uh, Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor his performance, because it just feels like, oh, every villain now has to be crazy psychopath for uh, anarchy, sort of like. So as much Paul as Dano got inspiration, yeah, Paul Dano as well. Can we just like not every feel the like one at the end, the Joker, the Joker at the mm -hmm. end, got oh, a lot of inspiration. Mm. That, that was almost my pick. It's just, <laughs> but here, like I, I like it's so hard because everybody. I'm really surprised one pick didn't like Leto as as no. Joker did not he's get picked because I think that's in consideration. I think he's terrible, but overall, I think it's so hard because. Jared Leto came through and didn't do a ledger, and everybody ripped him apart. So it was like, you know what worked? Ledger. I'm going to be the Diet Coke Heath Ledger here. It may not be as good, but it'll be get me through. Uh, yeah, I Jared think it's interesting. There's a lot of performances. I could do this draft like four times and get four like totally different picks on every one of them. Um, interesting. Uh, first place goes to Dylan. Um, Dylan won pretty handily i think overall i think he had great choices i think uh wolverine and thanos i think were a strong one too 
Um, the freaking Spider-Man was the drop. I don't think it was the greatest moment, but he, he went off the... But then I also had Juggernaut. Mm-hmm. The only person that picked like an actual like a battle, like a scene that could fight was um, uh, Jake, but he did something stupid. Um, so, um, but then uh, uh, V for Vendetta, I think was a super solid like steal in that round. Everyone, everyone, when he brought it up, everybody thought about it. And then you stole the draft with Jesse Eisenberg. I think that's a clear cut. Um, Matt does this time. Matt does this every time he's on. He is like fire, and then just to just, just jump off. A cliff. <laughs> yeah, even you could have done better than this. You just jump off a cliff at some point. Uh, so second place is actually Javi. Um, Javi wins with second overall. I think the only bad one, and I don't say it's even a bad one. I think maybe Winter Soldier versus First Avenger, but again, your reasoning makes sense. Uh, and maybe if you pick Shaq in the fourth or fifth round, I don't. It doesn't hurt as much as fourth. And then the Peter, I love the scene. I just, I think there are just some better scenes over there. I think uh, uh, you both picked the scenes from the same movie, so it was interesting. Uh, third place is going to go to um, Jake. Um, process of one, four picks solid. If he didn't pick Christopher Reeves, where most people in this community go, you did a great job, Jake. Well, they're not me, so they mean nothing to me, and I don't care. Um, I think that's a bad pick. Maybe in the fifth round, I don't kill you for it, but I don't think you can get in the fifth round, maybe. Yeah, I don't know if you get in the fifth round, but anyways. Um, yeah, I'm going to go fourth is Matt. Batman Begins, Come and Get Your Love, Halle Berry, solid one, two, three. Then Constantine's suicide thing. I haven't seen, but I have to hit you a little bit because I don't know it. And Zemo, bad. Um, Killmonger, Freebird, strong. Uh, Michael Keaton, my opinions stand. I'm I'm the judge, jury, and executioner. Uh, Juggernaut, too. You brought the little 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 fucker face kid in the movie. I hate that. I brought him up, but you brought up the movie. You brought up the movie. I fucking hate the kid. I hate him. His mother should be ashamed of him. Um, and then Oscar Isaac. I think you blame the makeup department. I don't think you blame Oscar Isaac overall. It's a performance. I don't think he gives the worst. But again, I want to thank everybody for being on. It's a fantastic show. Thank you guys for... Some of you guys had to like just jump on to help me out. I appreciate that. Next week, this is going to lose everybody on the panel. I already know this. This is fine. It's starting NBA 5. I have my NBA team going on. We're all talking about basketball. Everybody else is like, yeah, let's talk about it. Nope, not a chance. Um, and then we're doing top 100 scenes. It is uh, it is Jake Marangoni. It is Scott Harvey, so God knows how long the run time is going to be. Um, me... And the last spot is getting decided um, tonight or tomorrow. It is between Jack Pinchuk and Michael Campbell. I, just to clear the air, I am not making the decision. I don't know the scenes. I'd rather not have that weight on my hand. I've given my thoughts of a panelist, but overall that's all I can do. Um, But it'll be 10 weeks, and then we'll be off for the winter. We'll be back in the. Well, we'll take we take a we take our break here at YLS, but we'll be back. Um, and then we'll do more drafts and stuff next year. But overall, please tune into the top 100. It's our last one we're ever doing for now.
we could always bring it back, but we're going to take a, at least a year break off of it. Um, but again, thanks for everybody being on. I have to click the outro now, so this should be interesting. Um, have a great night. Uh, bye. I know it was you, Fredo. You broke my heart. Your guilt has been determined. This is merely a sentencing hearing. Now, what will it be? Death or exile? You better lawyer up, asshole, because I'm not coming back for 30%. I'm coming back for everything. So, normally, I would say Alfida Zin, but since what Alfida Zin actually means is till I see you again, and since I never wish to see you again, to you, sir, I say goodbye.